Today is April the 7th. Can I be forgiven? Let's find out together as we study Luke 14 and 15. As we read through the Bible in a year, Thursdays and Fridays are dedicated to the Gospels. But we've been in a section of Luke, a prolonged section, that is unique to Luke. Chapters 14 and 15 of Luke is no different. Uh, <clears throat> while we get some of these uh, concepts repeated in the other Gospels, by and large, the paragraphs are specific to Luke himself. In these paragraphs, Luke 14, Jesus heals on a Sabbath and then he teaches about humility. Then he has teachings in the form of parables. He talks about a banquet. He talks about the parable of the lost sheep, the lost coin, and then the lost son. It's interesting here in Luke 14, uh, 1, on a Sabbath day, Jesus went to eat dinner in the home of a leader of the Pharisees. In verse 7, when Jesus noticed that all who had come to the dinner were trying to sit in the seats of honor near the head of the table, he gave them this advice. And then in chapter 15, verse 1, Tax collectors and other notorious sinners often came to listen to Jesus teach. This made the Pharisees and teachers of religious law complain that he was associating with such sinful people, even eating with them. Most of this teaching occurs at banquets. What in the world is going on? Why were banquets so prevalent? Well, it seems that in the first century, a banquet was the primary means used by honorable people, noble people, to trade honor with each other. And they would do that very carefully. That's why it was important to uh, enumerate the chairs at the banquet, going from highest to lowest. Banquets were used to trade honor. Jesus, however, uses this occasion to teach about acceptance. The first time when he sees people vying for the highest spot, chapter 14 from 7 to 14, he uses it to teach about acceptance, about being a humble when you go to a banquet. He then gives a parable of a great feast. A king invited noble people to a great banquet. When they refused to come, the king sent his servants out. And he said, invite the poor, the lame, the crippled, the blind. Invite the homeless. God's banquet is to have seats filled. 
in chapter 15, when the, uh, the Pharisees and the teachers of religious law complained that Jesus would eat with sinners, he talks about a woman who had lost a coin, a shepherd who had lost a sheep, and then finally the father who had lost a son. In this passage, it's the story of the son that stands out. But he represents all of those whom Jesus eats with. He represents even the blind, the crippled, the lame, who ate at the king's banquet. When the youngest son, the prodigal son, insults his father and goes away, then returns saying, Father, just make me a slave in your household. At least I'll get food. The father receives him. The father honors him as his son. The father forgives him. Can I be forgiven? Yes. Yes, you can. Back in the 70s, uh, there was a clinical psychologist by the name of Carl Menninger. He lived in Canada, and he wrote a book called Whatever Became of Sin. The book's purpose was to talk about the prevalence of guilt in our society. Guilt is a reality. We live with guilt. Popular culture began to teach us as early as the 60s and the 70s that the way to deal with guilt was to rationalize it, to deny the value of guilt. Turn away guilt because nothing that you do is truly evil anyway. Menninger said, oh no, Guilt has a definite purpose. Guilt comes when we've done something that's wrong. When we've offended someone else, we feel guilty. We sin against that person. What do we do? We go to that person and we ask for forgiveness. Now, Menager did not approach the concept from a particularly biblical stance. But what he says reflects scripture. Guilt does have a purpose. It shows our need to be forgiven. Can we be forgiven? Absolutely we can. We go to the person that we've offended, we ask for them to forgive us. They will or they won't. We can't control that. If they forgive us, it makes us feel good. If they don't, we go to God. We ask God to forgive us. God will always forgive us if we truly repent. The reason for that is to be cured of our guilt. When we approach God and confess our sin to him, he will forgive us. If we go to another person and they don't, we can't control that, but God will 
forgive us. Please like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to. Tomorrow, we'll ask the question, what does it mean to be a disciple of Jesus? Jesus.